Hey guys, welcome to the Psychic Shack Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. I appreciate you guys joining me. This episode, I'm going to be talking about the tarot card of death, and I'm going to explain it not necessarily from a general uh, perspective, but I'm going to paint a picture with the card of death, how it coincides not only with the fool's journey, but also different angles to kind of interpret the card when it falls and some of my um, reference material was I extracted from so some of this material is obviously not original but I made it my own and then I was able to use it and incorporate it in my reads and so as I explain the card of death I'm just giving you guys some other options you may want to look at now midway through the recording I talked about being on radio and a caller had come in and she had asked me when she was going to die and in this recording you know, I kind of address it, but I didn't follow through because I thought maybe some people would be uncomfortable with the idea. But the more I thought about it, I'm not going to explain the whole story, but um, someone did call in on radio at one time and ask the uh, when she was going to die. And basically is obviously she had a diagnosis and um, she was looking at an accurate timeline because she had certain things she wanted to get done. I just thought the way it came across radio was one of these again, unique experiences. But that was some of the um, the reason behind that statement. And I think I, I kind of got off track and I ended up talking about something else. But that was some of the conclusion and the rationale of the read because I had said some readers read death and um, some just do. That's the way that is. That's the reality of reading. Um, so anyway, the episode is about the card of death. I hope you guys were able to extract something from it and use it in your practice, whether you're reading for other people or even in your personal life, where you could look at some of the facets that this card represents. And I hope you enjoyed. You guys take care and I will speak with you soon. Bye bye. Hey everybody, welcome to the Psychic Shack Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. Thank you for joining me here at the Psychic Shack Podcast. You know, this episode, I'm going to be talking about a tarot card, not necessarily necessarily all of them, but a particular tarot card that's really been, I don't know, kind of like fear-based. The card is death. I want to talk about some of the symbolisms of death. Jerry, what do you think about that? Sounds pretty cool to me. Jerry's eating my lunch as yeah. she's headed out the door Sorry. to go find Somebody ghosts. Somebody had to eat it. Well, you're finding ghosts, so I'm without lunch, so and I don't have a Snickers bar. So if I seem irritable midway through, just don't let that trouble you, okay? Um, I figured I'd jump right in it because it's been crazy busy. I've been reading and... Um, yeah, it was funny because Jerry was like, hey, what are you going to publish? And I'm like, huh? And I was thinking, ah, why worry? I have a week. And she's like, yeah, you got about maybe 12 hours, dude. I'm like, oh, my God. So we're looking at the schedule. It's like, man, I got to go into a read. So consequently, as I'm looking at this, I figure, hey, this is a really good shoe-in. Why not talk about a tarot card since I've been reading like crazy? And as a matter of fact, while I'm on subject, I haven't really, um, I do the Celtic cross 
with clients. And oddly enough, let me see, I've been reading for the last couple of days, and I haven't seen this card. This card is not um, fallen. It's not shown itself in any of my reads now that I'm thinking about it. So before I get started, let me give some shout outs real quick to some places that have shown themselves. And the first place I want to give a shout out to is New Zealand, Napier. I think I'm pronouncing that right. But New Zealand has come on board and I appreciate you guys. Australia, back to the United States, Washington, California, Texas, Indianapolis is on. I never could pronounce that, so I had to run through it. Indianapolis. Uh, who else do we have out there? I have Spokane. I think I just said Washington. And Yakapita. Yakapita? I think I did that pretty good. Uh, Galesburg, Durant, and Houston. And also, I want to give a shout out to Florida. Morrisville, New Jersey has been hanging in there pretty tough. I appreciate all of you guys. Thank you for joining me here at the Psychic Shack Podcast. I am without my guest, Jerry. As I said, she's out going to do spiritual stuff. So if it's interesting, we'll factor it into the... uh, if it's interesting, if she has an encounter, then we'll uh, we'll do an episode on that. But anyway, back to the issue at hand. So I'm going to talk about the card of death. And one thing you guys may want to keep in mind with Tarot in itself. And so I'm going to talk about this in a general sense because there are so many ways to approach Tarot. So however you believe and however you approach it, I'm not taken away from that to each his own. I can only speak about how I perceive Tarot and some of my experiences with the cards. So what I've come to understand, um, even people who've not really been read before, there's always that apprehension. They know of certain cards, but they may not be um, versed in Tarot. They don't want like uh, the Tower Nine of Swords, uh, Three of Swords. The list is somewhat extensive if you think about it. The Devil, um, I'll, I'll do a podcast on that one too. So let's look at this maybe from um, somewhat of a practical sense. And since we're talking death, I'm going to frame it like this. Most readers, uh, psychic readers, if you go get a read... It, and let, I'm just going to be realistic, guys. If death is in the read, it's very unlikely, from my experience, it's very unlikely the sitter or the quarant is even is even going to see that. You do have some readers who read death. That's just the way it is. So, normally the death readers, the cards will fall per average in a combination that only the reader is acquainted with and now then it becomes up to the reader their into you know intuition and reference to how they're going to convey that or even if they do convey it so that's something you guys can rest assured at it isn't as blatant as simply um death i've seen death fall with the devil in the tower and the card death tower in the devil and i think it was one of the really heavy reads i think it was a nine of swords uh those guys have showed up it had nothing to do with change or death. It had, it was referencing something totally different, and that's and that is kind of I don't want to get into the weeds with this, but that is some of the difference between the an intuitive read 
and just blatantly reading cards. There is a difference. It, that's just the way that is. So to reiterate, there is an unlikely, um, I think it would be very unlikely to just blatantly see that in the cards. It, it would, it requires a, a particular reader. Um, sometimes it doesn't show in the, well, I'll give you an example before I even deal with the card because this is an interesting story, if anything. So I'm on radio reading, I'm doing my thing. And um, on radio, you know, you have the call-ins and they're somewhat vetted and then they're thrown to live air and then you take the, the question and then you do the read. Per average, that's how that happens. And when you're on radio, it isn't like you're sitting here like, let's meditate. Like if it was a spiritual show, it'd be different. But this was like um, like a pop radio station and I was actually the psychic reader within a segment. And so it was crazy. Like I'm, I'm here in a radio station and I'm trying to read cards. And then you look to the left, it's like a group of rappers. And then it's like an old lady with gift baskets. She wants to, you know, and a fireman. And it, it's just this whole thing. It looked like the village people. And it's crazy. So you don't have time to like meditate and guide somebody through something. And, the, and there's a huge clock in front of you. And the clock is broken down. Whereas, you know, you only have this segment, then you got to go to commercial. It, it's crazy. And imagine doing reads in that situation, right? So I'm doing reads and we're, you know, we're, I'm knocking it out and everything's fine. And this one lady calls and this is on, on air. It's crazy. It's on air. And uh, there was some question was basic. Then there was another question. And then she says, literally, when am I going to die? And I really thought, um, obviously, we're taken back. It's on air. And so I addressed it from the viewpoint of, hey, maybe we should talk about this off off air because I don't think some people are comfortable um, with that. I'll leave the story there. I, I don't want to get into, again, the weeds. And so as a reader, especially you guys getting into... Uh, the market and becoming a little more visible. Keep in mind, you're going to have some things that may be a little off-putting, off-setting. And there may be some issues and some subjects that you may not be comfortable uh, talking about or reading. And that's fine. Don't feel obligated to engage in things or reads or questions that are uncomfortable for you. Uh, you guys really, you know, consider that as you go forward. Um, so that being said, so um, the card of death. When we look at the fool's journey, where the card is, the card death is located within the 22 majors. It's right after the hangman. And then we have temperance. So let's try this perspective. And I'm, I'm speaking, I'm extracting from the fool's journey, not necessarily tarot as individual cards, because I, I have to paint my example against a particular backdrop to try to make it make sense. So when we look at tarot cards as a progressive energy, that's what the fool's journey is. It's a progressive energy of the human experience, right? So from the magician to the world, only looking at the 22 majors. Every human being will go through this journey, whether they believe in this stuff or not. The, the marvel of Tarot is to capture 
it has actually captured the human experience within those 22 cards spoken in a language which is referred to as symbolism. So if we look at the cards as a collective rather than individual, it starts to paint a picture that's a little more broad and then it helps us tell the story and convey the energy that we're connected to when we're speaking to another person or doing a read for ourselves. And so your 22 majors, death is on the second tier, right? So you have, I don't have the cards in front of me, but, and I'm speaking, I'll be speaking and referencing the right away deck. So you have the magician to the chariot and then it drops down and then we have strength to temperance, right? And then you have uh, the devil to the world. So when you look at the card of death, it shows itself after the hangman. And the hangman, relevant to the fool's journey, Alistair Crowley said it best in the in reference to his deck of Toth. Because his hangman at one time well his hangman didn't have a face. And his response, I, I love this response, he said, because the he is inverted and that symbolism is that when we go into the depths of our soul when we go into the depths of our inner knowing we lose the the mask of ego and that only makes sense in my style of reading and my understanding of tarot so when the hangman re-emerges when that energy emerges the next card or the next phase is death now, in the, the protocol I'm using, so the energy emerges, the connection is death, the card label is death. But in this scenario, it's the idea of once I lose my ego self, or at least get it under control, temp it down, I'm going to experience change. And that idea of death is a little more along the lines of how we experience change. The things we are, are accustomed to, when that phase is over, it is a type of death. You could, If you look at this in a most basic sense, let's say most of us have been through elementary school to junior high to high school, and, and each of those... Um, each phase obviously was different than the other. Some of us can remember that far back. And so each phase was different than the other. But there, you know, your friendships were lost because when you got to junior high, at least where I went to school, you, you started rotating classes even more and you were a little more troubled and mixed up. And then you get to high school and they had uh, vocational training back then and they had uh, early, you could leave early and work programs and all that stuff so each phase was so different it was the ending of something and this experience of something new you guys after that some people went to college some went right into the workforce all of these phases for the most part something died off now here's my point as we look at the picture and the symbolism within the card you'll notice that there's four individuals 
right? There's a priest, there's a maiden, a child, and then there's a king laid down. He's considered a king, at least in a red weight that. He's laying down and he is dead. He's obviously, he is dead. And that, that indication or that energy allows us to interpret. I always say, you know, in my classes, when that card falls, out of the four people depicted, which one does your in intuition resonate with most? Because whomever or whichever character your intuition resonates most with is probably a strong likelihood in reference to how your client is going to experience change or it opens up dialogue to talk about how they are looking at change, right? So here's the thing. So we have death. The first person up is with the right away deck is the priest. He looks like a Pope and his hands are folded. He, he's in a prayer uh, posture. And that idea conveys that this person is experiencing change and they're looking death right in the face. So they're getting through changes in life and they're experiencing change by virtue of what they consider their faith, their spirituality. They may be of a mentality that um, all things are in flux, nothing is static. Uh, you know, things fade away and then other things are born anew. They may be very much in that mentality and that enables us as readers to connect with them and that opens up dialogue. That may be their posture and reference to how they experience change. This is very simple. It, you know, everything in, in our spirituality or mysticism and things like that, it, it doesn't have to be um, so profound. There, there's a beauty in simplicity. And it can just simply be that simple. And I, I don't want to continuously dialogue this out. There, obviously, there's a lot more to it because Tarot is complex. But that in itself speaks. So you have the priest. And he's looking at death, he or she. And they're experiencing change. And their coping mechanism is that I have faith. And I, you know, the the universe, everything for a reason, and I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. And so I'm going to go with the flow because the thing that is happening is in my highest and best good. So I'm going to go with that. So that's somewhere along those lines. The next person up is the maiden. And if you have this picture in front of you or if you pulled it up, if you, you know, looked at it online or you have the card in front of you, when you see the maiden, her body is canted toward the image of death but her head is turned and that's an indicator of that's a person physically listen to the symbolism so her body is facing death but her head is turned that speaks of a person going through change physically they're physically going through the motions but literally their head's not in it they're, they're not there uh, psychologically. They're going through the motions. And it's a likelihood. It's one of those ideas that I just want to get through this. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I just, I'm, just want to get through it. And that'll be good enough. The next person is a child. And the child is looking at death presenting a flower. And in some symbolisms, a flower's life. It's new beginnings. It's an essence. And that symbolism speaks of some of us experience change. And we're just simply naive to the things that are happening. 
And we're considering that this may be just life affirming. I don't have all the details. I don't know what's going on. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of clueless. And normally with that energy, there's others externally coming to us, warning us and pointing things out. And they're like, oh my God, they don't realize what's happening to them. You know, we have that experience. So that's an indicator. The last person is the king. That has to do with a lot of ego and things like that. Whereas the this interpretation of the king that's laying down, if you look at the picture, he is dead. And the unfortunate aspect, but the reality is that there are some changes that happen to us and it literally destroys us. And that's what that symbolism within the card represents. When we look at the backdrop, there's a sun. We don't know if it's setting or if it's rising. So it's one of those things wherever your mentality at is at like, oh, this is the ending of things or this is a new beginning. So that's a really quick snapshot to kind of give a different angle toward death rather than it just be the card that's fallen and it's blatant. But this is some of the um, some of the particulars you can extract from when you're using um, when you're reading intuitively, um, as I said Obviously, it's more complex than that, but that's a good lead in to the four experiences per average or the four responses that a person will have when change comes into effect. Now, I'm only speaking about one card. Obviously, we would have to look at the associative cards, the ones around it, that's going to give us a little more commentary if, if death is a featured card. But that, again, gives you kind of an idea of it. It kind of gravitates us from just the... Um, generic definition and then we could start to dig a little deeper and as I said the Amber Stones actually uh, put out a pretty good book I can't recall the title but um, the Amber Stones, Amber Stones they've written extensively on Tarot but one concept I, I enjoy I don't employ it but I, I do enjoy it I, I like the idea of it and they call it the shadow cards or the backdoor cards and shadow cards they were saying if you're stuck in a read and you're trying to figure out what a particular card is conveying try to keep in mind the card that's to the left and right of it though those cards may not be in a spread but the card to the left and right can still have an influence on the card which has fallen the presented card and the example would be what i just spoke about in reference to death i i talked about the uh the hangman and um, I didn't get the temperance, but I, I talked about the hangman and then how that energy went into uh, the card of death. And then after that, we have temperance. And, uh, and, and well, an idea, too, even with temperance kind of along the lines of the fool's journey is that so that change happens. And if we survive that change, it would only make sense. We come into, number one, the first aspect of that picture, it's an angel. That's the most striking aspect of the picture before we talk about the cups or the symbolism on his chest. So we have that angel. And sometimes when we experience change, we find a type of divinity. We find a type of spirituality. Some change brings us to a consciousness or a deeper awareness. And you guys have heard me speak about this before along the lines of the fool's journey. So if I maintain this method of interpretation so I can say once we come from the card of death and we go to temperance, um, I say that triangle on that angel's chest has to do with alchemy. But one of my fellow shackers, Ryan, 
says that it does not. So we're kind of somewhat comedically at odds with that to to a degree. But um, but there is a transformative idea. I think I'm safe if I say that there's a transformative idea and then you drop down and the next card that will show itself is the devil. And I want to button it, it up by this viewpoint. So the hangman, that's the inward seeking. We we're inward seeking. We lose the, the mask of ego and, and things of along those lines we reemerge and there's change that happens so i'm given options in reference to how i incorporate how i'm going to experience change and then we come to temperance and that's some of my divinity that's some of my newness because changes happen so i'm new something emerges differently and what that does is it helps me if you think about use a theater of mind so that Angel flies down to the third level, which is the devil, which crashes the tower. So that divinity, because of change happening, because the devil, if we see one side of him, is also a representation of illusions and and things that aren't real, things that are uh, limiting. And so that divinity, that light pierces that darkness and that tower that we were encased in crumbles down. Um, and obviously, you know, when people say the tower by itself, that's an unexpected event that brings change. I get that. Um, but I think, again, my opinion, not telling you guys how to read. This is just another angle. I think when we read it, it helps if we see the big picture rather than the little segmented ones the bigger picture gives us a little more context it gives us a little more commentary something to think about um i'm on a card kick now obviously because i've been doing a boatload of reads and um and i love it hey it's great i really um enjoy it so i figured i would share that with you guys if anything i think it's interesting if you can incorporate it into your practice Hey, go for it. Um, if not, if you're like, I don't even know what you just talked about, man, then okay, that's cool too. Um, but in any event, you guys take care. and Thank you for joining me here at the Psychic Shack Podcast. And keep in mind, we publish every first and third Monday. That's every first and third Monday. I appreciate you guys. You guys take care and I will speak with you soon. Bye-bye.